among you. And he shall eat plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that hath wondrously mm, dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And he shall know that I am the Lord in the midst of Israel. And that I am the Lord your God. And there is none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour up my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days, I'll pour out of my spirit. And I'll show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood, fire, pillar of smoke. Forget about bloody moon. That's man-made. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into what? Blood. Before the great and terrible day of the Lord. Now, that's of God. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance as the Lord hath said in the midst whom shall the Lord whom the Lord shall call we're going to pray tonight to a God who can respond to our prayer tonight would you all pray with me pray with me Lord Jesus you are the living God you are the almighty God. We thank you. We exalt you. We praise you. We magnify you, God. We uplift your name. You're worthy of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up this church right now, Lord. Lift her up high. Above the sky. Above her problems. Above all of her fears. Speak, Lord. Speak with anointing. God, speak with unction. Talk to us. I want to leave here better than I came. In the name of Jesus, I give you all the praise. I give you all the praise. God bless you. Clap your hand. Put the Bible down. Clap your hand to the Lord. God loves his people. You may be seated. My title may sound morbid, but it's very profitable. Destruction in the land, but God has a plan. I said destruction in the land, but God has a plan. Hallelujah. God already showed me which way Canada going to end up. Next four years, I know where she's going to end up. Now, I'm not going to tell you everything I know, but you will experience things as you flow, as you go in God. But I won't tell you, I've been to countries, and I've had the rare opportunity of seeing countries and situations. I've seen shanty towns. I've seen shacks. I've seen palaces. I've seen almost paradise on earth. And I'll tell you one thing. Thank God if you have a system 
that cares for your need. Thank God that you got something that cares for your need. That you can drive on a road where you won't get drowned in a pothole. Where you can, hallelujah, live in a house and it doesn't have to be unstuck because rain going to flood it away. Or living in a house that's lean this way and doesn't know what it is to be vertical and straight. Clap your hands to the Lord. I was with my mother-in-law sometime, and every time you walk, you see other people. And a, a message come to mind, which I think I preached before, called the preservation of the saints. At her age, people, health, are failing. I've seen people where their stomach literally is dragging on the floor. And this is how they walk. I've seen bodies this, this, this decimated. And I, I wonder to myself, is it possible this is a human body? And then I look at the righteous and remember what David said. I was young. Now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, and I've never seen his seed begging bread. God said to the gray-headed man and woman, even to your hoary hair, I am he that upholdeth thee. Brother Spinoza, you taught me something about grass I didn't know. I used to spend a lot of time. Amen. Trying to fight the weeds. Amen. You don't know what you said to me, but I think you remember what you said. That just feed the grass and it will overpower the weed. That's not the way we think. So I told my mother-in-law, next time I come, you're coming with me. Because you're going to kill her weeds for her. But not the way she does it. Because the way she does it, the more she tried to kill the weed, it's the more she killed the grass. The more she tried to kill the weed, it's the more she killed the grass. And if you get preoccupied with your problem, it's going to kill you. I don't think you heard me right now. If you get preoccupied with your problem, you're going to be psyched out. Take your mind off your problem. Get your mind on Jesus. If you don't want to be psycho, stop thinking about the weed. And think about the wheat. I don't think I've ever failed an exam before because of lack of knowledge. I failed a psychological test. I didn't fail, amen, an academic test. Because... I was so caught up with what I don't know till I forget to do what I do know. And I went through a paralysis. And somebody in this building right now, you're hang up on your problem. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to psych you out. It's going to mess you up. And the more you try to kill it, the more it grows. Can anybody hear me? Get your mind off the weeds. 
Get your mind on the wheat. Thank you, Brother Spinoza. I got the best grass in my neighborhood. <laughs> I got the best grass. Come and see for yourself. I mean, it's thick and nice and bushy and looking right, and it's actually green. And I think you found the secret. And it's biblical. The last the Lord, let me go pull up, pull up the weed, the tares. Just don't do that. You're going to hurt some good things. There's some good things in your life that can't get to even breathe because you're not thinking about it. Let's worship God. And I, and I think about my, my mother-in-law. She can see. She can read. Our, our mind is right there. I mean, she's convinced her daughter can't sing. She's convinced she can't sing and that she shouldn't sing. So don't get her in the choir. She just, just can't sing. Amen. I disagree with her, but that's all right. That's that family feud. I won't get involved in it. But I want to tell you tonight, the message to you tonight is survive. It's good to start. It's another thing to survive. I have got to survive. I've got to survive. I've got to survive. The Bible is filled with examples of survivalists. People wear things on them. I survived Highway 63. I survived cancer. I survived this. Why don't you say, I survived my hang-ups? Why are you going to make a t-shirt tomorrow? And say, I survived my hang-ups. I don't have paralysis. I don't have no mental problem. I'm in my right mind. I know where I'm going. I might be slow, but I'm heading in the right direction. It's not about speed. It's not a aiming a, a, a sprint. It's a marathon. I'm going to survive. Come on, church. I'm going to think about it. Lord, how did these survive? How did they survive? The ten boys, they survived the assimilation test. Ten days, they survived. How did they survive? Now, folks, for me and my body, I want to know how they survived. I want to know how they survived. How did Daniel survive that night in that den? How did he do it? How did he survive intimidation? How did those Hebrew children and their big grown-up boys survive the fiery furnace of tribulation? How did they do it? I want to know tonight, how did Joseph survive the pits? How did he tell Pharaoh how to survive when famine and money failed? How did he do it? So I was like ostriches, our head is buried in the sand. You see somebody surviving, and I asked them one time, how did you survive? How, how did you come over? How did you cross over? Maybe it might help me too. How did David survive Goliath's gigantic intimidation 
and brethren that didn't even believe he could. How did he survive their castigation? How did Jacob survive the anger of Esau and the wrath of Laban? How did he survive? And again, how did this widow survive the economy? Seven years of long famine and I have no husband and I got to survive. How did they survive? And how did Jacob and how did Isaac survive the enemies of the Philistines? Who everything he dug, they fill it back up and make it look like he never did anything worthwhile. But he kept on digging. How did he survive? Well, if it wasn't on the Lord on my side, where would I be? It's the Lord that brought you out of the soup. I'll tell you, this church better become like a bouncing ball. You just can't keep a good man down. You just can't keep a good church down. You put them down, they rise to the top again. You push it down, they come back. Hey, that's how you're going to survive. You got to make it bring your mind tonight. I will not be a statistic. I will not be in the numbers that they talk about. I'm going to read the news. Not Come on, somebody. I'm not going to be the news. You know why? Because I will not be with the devil's statistics. Now, the Bible said a man planted made an investment. And the birds came by and picked out of there. Somebody in this church, every time you come to church, you're in a spiritual high. As you walk in your house, here comes the load. Here comes the sad reminder of problems that you couldn't see in church because God blocked them out. Why don't you take a little church home? Take a little church home and take it to your bedroom. Take it to your problem room. Because in church, you don't see the problem. In church, you're shouting. Somebody better hear me right now. You can take Jesus home. Lord, I am with you always. Wake up, Jesus. Don't let him go to sleep on you. Wake him up, Jesus. Come on. The storm might be raging, but you can survive. You can survive anything the devil throws at you. God built you to have stamina. God built you to have staying power. God built you to be an overcomer. You can leap over walls. You can run through troops. God set you up, amen, to survive. I'm talking about the preservation of the saints of God. Oh, there's destruction in the land. But the Bible said God has a plan. And the people that know their God are going to be what? Strong and work exploit. Tell the devil tonight, here's one lamb chops you're not going to have. You're not going to feast on this one. In the beginning, they rejected him. But the time will come, they'll be subjected to him. The first time they nailed him. But the time is coming, they'll hail him. Amen. He was a man of shame. But church, the day will come where you'll be a man of fame. They mocked him, but they will have to worship him someday. They stripped him, but they'll have to crown him with glory and honor. And by the same token, if you are the body, your hailing day is coming. 
Your day of glorification is coming. Your day of fame is coming. Your time when they'll bow at your feet and worship you. I'm trying to tell someone tonight, you can survive. You will survive what you're going through. It will not destroy you if you hang in there. And oh, come on church, have a bulldog faith. And say, I will not be destroyed. I will not be overcome. I will overcome evil and good. I couldn't wait to get here to talk to you about this. And you haven't heard the best yet. Sam, you won't believe it. That's your problem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I dormant in prayer, somebody always survived, no matter how bad the economy was. Everybody's crying and fretting and worrying. And one guy got an idea. Why don't we scrape up the bird's dung and sell it? And so a bird's dung was sold for so much. That's ingenuity. That's ingenuity. You know you got in your house that would pay your bills. You have everything in your house that you need. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. That woman had no idea that their, that barrel of meal could actually defy the law of conservation of mass. Because the God that you serve didn't bring you this far to let you down now. You will never have an opportunity to say, God failed me. You will never have a chance to say, I prayed and God didn't answer me. Because he that leadeth Israel Neither sleep, nor slumber, nor snore. His hands are not shorted, that he can't reach you. His ears are not deaf, that he can't hear you. His feet is not shackled, that he can't come to where you are. I'm trying to tell you, honey, it's survival time. Revival is your survival. I said revival is your survival. Shatalamahanda. It's time to believe God. Said, I can survive. Yes, there's destruction in the land, but God has a plan for my survival. I said, for my survival. I wish to God some of all the David spirit. Stop hanging around the people that tell you it's hopeless. Withdraw from them and go encourage yourself from the Lord. And David withdrew himself, and he said, I know my Redeemer liveth. I know. He said, God, can I get back what they stole from me? God, what do you think? God said, you're getting it back. All of it. Not some of it, all of it. I want to tell you, my friend, they can strip Amen your gown, but they can't strip your crown. Come on, somebody. They can mock you, but they can't keep you down. They can try to bring shame, but they can't stop the flame of fire that's burning in your bosom. And said, I will survive this. I will survive. They tell me in the hospital, people with cancer, the one that survived are the people of faith. People of faith based always survive. People got trapped in wilderness 
And they survived because of the hope they have of seeing the loved one again. Do you plan to see Jesus again? I was singing tonight in prayer how Jesus Christ always showed up at the nick of time. Now, he may be slow. It's true. He's very slow. God is very slow. He's never in a hurry. He drags his feet. He does it there. He gets a little time and drags his feet. Amen. But he always showed up on time. Not in time, on time. Somebody to realize right now, God wants you to survive. Get the birds out of your wheat. Get the sun out of scorching you. You're scorched too much. Amen. It come and burn you up. Hey, don't get bitter. Get better. Get better with Jesus Christ. Don't let any man steal your joy. Don't let him steal your crown or steal your gown because God said better days are coming in spite of what's happening in the land. You know, I like what Jonah did. Jonah, I mean, Jonah was a bad prophet. He was a bad prophet. He really was. But one thing he knew for sure, all that storm, my God is in control. <laughs> he knew that much. Jonah and Dave and Peter did the same thing. They both went to bed, have the best sleep with an uppers and downers. He slept so And there's a storm going up there. When you go home tonight and you sleep the best sleep you ever had, those Marines are going to ask you, what happened to you? Well, my friend, I've been to church tonight. Hallelujah. And God give me a baptism of baptisms. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. They said, John says, my God is in charge of that storm. And if you don't believe it, throw me overboard and see what happened. And the storm stopped. Peter was about to be killed the next night. And Peter went to bed, not fretting or worrying. An angel had to kick him to wake him up. That's the kind of confidence you need to have. Satan is afraid of confidence. He's afraid of somebody that believes I can survive all that the devil throws at me. I'm going to tell you one thing. You're not going to die before you get your answer. I don't care if you're 99 years old. You're going to bring forth your Isaac. I said, you go to have your Isaac. Oh, Let's worship God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, in your Bible, Noah survived. Global flooding and rain. 40 days. No navigation on board. No rudder. No sail. No compass. No power, no map, no training as a mariner. Just a poor old Pentecostal preacher. Hallelujah. But there's a God that says the heavens rule. God is in control of your crisis. In the middle of your crisis, there is Jesus Christ. He's the eye of your storm. God is in control of your life. Abraham. Survive five kingdoms, famine, hallelujah, and Sodom, and Hagar mistakes, and God still bless them. I want to tell you something right now. Learn to forgive yourself. 
and get over it. Stop reminding God what he forgot a long time ago. In fact, God said to you tonight, you're all a bunch of Jews. I told you God to tell you. They wouldn't believe. You're a bunch of Jews. You cease to be a Gentile. You may look like a Gentile, but you're not a Gentile. You have been circumcised without hands. God wrote his laws upon the tablets of your heart. You belong to God inwardly. You are the body of Christ. Does anybody believe that? You are the members of Christ in particular. You belong to Jesus. And all that the Father has is yours. I'm going to tell you right now. The reason why God don't want to give you everything you want because I want you backslide. He can't handle it. But see, God let me. God can give me a thousand dollars and I don't word over it. I'll just give it away. Oh, which one of them told me in England? Amy, you're so popular in England and you have lots of money, but you just can't keep it. The only person who got no bill in my life is my wife. I got all the bills. My name should be called Bill. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It doesn't bother me just to give it away. Not one lick. So God can give it to us. Some folks, God don't want to fight with you over a piece of salt fish. Hello? Hello? Some folks rub God in tithing offering. Hey, you know what tithing is? Tithing is for bad times. It's your insurance policy. When you have no money or unemployed, God says, okay, you got some money stored up here. You don't pay your tithing, honey. You got no rights. Amen. You've got no rights. You can't say, God, well, God, I deserve God. Said, Get off it. I don't want you anything. Back of the line. But oh my God, those who pay their tithes, move around. Come on. First last seat. You're a platinum. Let's worship God. Let's worship God. Now the Bible says that Isaac survived his well being blocked three or four times. Isaac survived the famine. So can you. That's my message to you tonight. Because the Old Testament is prophecy about you. Before you were born, God talked about you. It wasn't about Israel. Israel was just a prototype to talk about you. It's all about you. The fullness of the Godhead is in you. The fullness of time is about you. You are the body, the culmination, the consummation of all things. It's in you. Christ live and move. Old time prophets never seen what you've seen and taste what you've tasted. You see, you guys don't realize when I first went to Spruce Grove and I was preaching to these Anglican guys who asked me to preach for them. I said, look guys, you're living below your means. You don't realize Joe will have a bar for you, honey. You got a bar that you can receive the Holy Ghost tonight. And before I finish tonight, you can get the Holy Ghost. And you don't have to wait till I'm done, my friend. While I'm preaching, you can receive the Holy Ghost. You can jump right up and say, I believe. And I can receive the Holy Ghost. You can if you want to, because God is available every time you put your hand up. Let's worship God. How did Isaac survive in time of famine? Now, I know McMurray got have problems, but I love it. Because the price is going to drop so low. So we poor church mouse can't afford it. You guys don't believe it? You rich folks don't believe it? Too bad. But we poor folks, we're going to be exalted. Hallelujah. 
The men of low degree shall be raised up high. And the high ones shall be brought down low. When God turned the table, honey, hey man, I'm telling you, my friend, you are going to be blessed like Isaac. In time of famine, you're going to have a whole lot coming to your way. Jacob survived ten times. His wages changed. Ten times. Remember something. Ten times Israel provoked God. Ten times they doubted God. Ten times they proved him. And ten times they changed Jacob's ways. Amen. They couldn't even convince him not to labor another seven years to get the girl he wanted. How bad do you want God? You know how bad he want that? Rachel? He said, I don't care how tender I that gal is. She's not it. This is what I want. And seven years come to him like nothing. When you begin to ignore the pain and the problem that you're going through and stop feeding the weeds and focus on the wheat overnight, you won't even know when the problem disappeared. I can talk to you about healings in my life. I don't even know when it disappeared. In my wife's life, I can talk about the problems she used to have. It disappeared. We don't know when it disappeared. It's just gone. We just don't focus on it. But we focus on the God who's bigger than all my problems, bigger than all my fears. There's a God in heaven. Said, Jacob, Laban can't touch you. Esau's sword won't divide you. And then Joseph came the same way. Joseph survived hateful brothers, Potiphar's line, friends that forgot him. Amen. And he came to the throne. I'm trying to tell somebody, when you forget your problems, that's when God shows up. I said, hallelujah. When you forget it, take a little church home with you tonight. Somebody said, look, don't take your religion to work. Nonsense. Take a whole lot to work. Let your boss seat all over your face. Reach that one place. And they saw my wife and they looked at us and they knew we were just different. Not because we were so tan and beautiful, but they just know we were different. Of course we're tan and beautiful. We know that. Praise God. But there's something beyond all that. She says, are you guys, are you guys celebrating some kind of, uh, what's it called? Uh, anniversary? I just had to come and say something. Maybe may God bless you. Bye. We're about in the crowd and they're looking at us. Strange people. Are we strange or they're strange? We're not strange. We're strangers and pilgrims. We are sojourners. God cannot afford to let you fail before your adversary. God could not afford to let Goliath slay Joseph, I mean, uh, David before Israel. That would have been disaster. And God can't afford. To let you fail before your adversary. It's just not going to happen. You're going to have anniversaries of celebration of victory. Because Joseph had won. There was a problem in Egypt. Money failed, but God doesn't fail. The economy failed, but God didn't fail. Shekamahiah. And God said, tell those people, go down to Goshen. There is a ghost in Fort McMurray. 
You know what word is? 7308 Boulier Avenue. That's the place to be. 7308 Boulier Avenue. That's the place for you and me. That's where the economy never fails. You guys don't believe it? Well, get out of that building because I believe right here. This is the promised land till God come. I said this is God territory. We are survivalists. We are going to survive. We know destruction is in the land. But God has a plan. Let's worship God. Now I'm coming to my message yet. I'm getting closer to it. And I know you guys won't believe it. But there's some people in this church that need to hear it. There are seven things that God wants you to know. Somebody in this church need to know this. I believe, I don't know what it is in your life, but this is a day of reclamation. God wants you to go back and claim what you've lost. Get that picture out and put it down. Prophesy to a picture. That is the same as prophesying to a coffin. Speak to the dead. Do you know you can love whom you have not seen? Believing in the end of your faith, the salvation of your soul. Joel is one of those strange prophets who said, Israel, in spite of your shortcomings, I want to tell you, church, you can't sin enough to let God stop blessing you. I mean, it's just funny. My church is filled with unbelievers. I don't want to sweat so much. I can't get inspiration. I get perspiration. My God. You can't earn what God's going to do for you. You will never merit God's goodness. You will never merit God's blessing. You can't point to something in your life and say, here's why God gave me this. Here's why God do this for me. No, it's the mercies of God. It's the grace of God. Oh, it's the kindness of God. It's the goodness of God. Can I hear amen? Can I hear amen? I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I had a little situation with an airline. And I said, why should you get this? And why should they do this? I thought to myself, you don't know who you're looking at. I am King Neil, and that's the Queen of Sheba. And who are you looking at? Ooh, future hairs and John hairs. We're going to reign over Canada without a vote. The person who's sitting beside you is either a king or a priest or both. Do you know that? Touch him right now. I said, look. Open the untouchable. We're kings and priests. You guys don't even believe that. You don't even believe it. I dare tomorrow go tell your boss, I'm king so-and-so. I'm queen so-and-so. I'm sure they'll fire you on the spot, but it's okay. But go try it tomorrow, see what happens. But in the prayer meeting, he said, Lord, I'm king so-and-so. I'm prince so-and-so. The Bible said that. We are kings and what? Priests unto God. And I was thinking to myself and to my wife, I said, oh, my God, if we're all kings and priests, then we're the people. We're going to reign over. 
And God said, here's a secret. There were no more sea. And I've seen the seas. Lots of waste space on the seas. No more seas. Can you imagine they coming? We want to see Dr. Neal, and now I've got a crown on my head. How can I help you? Hallelujah. I want you to visualize yourself right now, the crown on your head. I don't care how square your head is. God can fit a crown on there. My Bible told me that. But Joel had a dream. And God said to a people who felt their hope was gone. Israel historically survived many attempts to wipe her off the sea. In Egypt, 400 years. In Assyria, almost time without measure. Babylon, 70 years of captivity. The Medes and the Persian, hundreds of years. Romans, tyranny and brutality. Grecian, amen, intimidation. And yet God survived them. I will build my church. You know the church is? Not this building. This is just wood and mortar, but not a museum. I think you heard me. This church is not a museum. It's a place where we come together together to worship God. Hello. But you are the church of the living God. Can you worship God? Now hear this prophetic word from God. going to blow you away. Joel chapter 2 and verse 18 to 19. And I'm talking to you or worried about the economy. I'm talking to you or unemployed. I'm talking to you when the finance is low. I'm talking to you when the creditors are coming to take what you got. I'm talking to you about to lose your son and daughter to the creditors. Amen. And the soothsayers are trying to rob you of your future. I'm talking to you, my friend, where all hope seems like it's gone. And your net is empty. And you toll all night and you caught nothing. I'm talking to you tonight from the throne grace of God. I'm giving a throne speech tonight. And somebody need to lift up those antennas and worship God. And say, God, plenty is coming. God, to replace my emptiness. If you have faith, you will never be empty. That cannot be tarnished. I remember, I won't tell you where, I don't even know who it is. I said to a couple who applied in a city, it's not McMurray, so you won't know where it is. And they could not get what they wanted. I said to the wife and the husband, I want you to come right now and sit down with me. In the office, I sat in the office. I said, I'm going to tell you what God told me to tell you. He said, if you will work for him, I will get you in that place. Now, when I get you in there, I'll give you all the homes you want, and I'll promote you in that place, and I'll meet all your needs. But all I want from you right now is the promise to God that you'll go where I send you. 
Hallelujah. Now, I know I can't ask my wife for as an evidence because she goes to shot your wife. God did it exactly as they obeyed. He's in his grave right now. He's in his grave. But all the years he lived, that's where he was. God confirmed the word of his servant. God will not do anything without first telling his people. I don't listen to horoscope or the world system to tell me what God is doing. God's people always know the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. There are no surprises in our world for God's people. Now I know you listen to television, all those people, and they give you all this garbage and you believe that you get let down. But you will never be let down when God speaks to you. You will never have to apologize for what God told you. You will never have to back up what God told you. I came in this city in 1972. I'm still preaching the same gospel, the same message. Nothing changed. Everything is still the same. And God confirming his word with signs following. You newcomers have no idea what I'm talking about. But I dare any of you come and challenge me and tell me what I said didn't come to pass. You can't show it. God confirmed his word. Hallelujah. He said, I'll manifest myself to you, but not to the world. Hallelujah. And God spoke to my heart last week to tell you this. Chapter 2 and verse 18 to 19. We're going to paraphrase to you what it means to me and to this church and them that believe. Because God said, Brother Neil, save thyself and them that hear thee. I've met many who do not hear me. I've given some of you God's plan. You didn't even act on it. And you're still acting like God is still in Deficit. No. God waiting for your obedience. And you don't have to understand to obey. When faith fails, you obey in spite of lack of understanding. God didn't say, if you understand, you obey me. God says, obey them that have the rule over your faith and follow their faith. It leads somewhere. Chapter 2 and verse 18 to 9. I will answer positively. Now he's talking to a people that just came out of a situation where the canker worm, the palm worm, you read all the kind of four types of parasites. I know there are people in this church, there are parasites eating up your family, eating up your relationship, eating up your wages. eating up your hope, eating up your promises. But tonight, I want to spray them tonight with disinfectant. I want to give you a chance to release yourself from the influence of the pests with pesticide killer. Come on, somebody. He said, I will 
answer you positively. Verse 19. Now, word, I'm going to deal with the palm worm in your life, the caterpillar in your home, huh? the canker worm that's eating up your blessing. Huh? I will answer you positively. Please go home and read verse 18 to 19. Verse 19 said, I will turn your economy positively. Lord have mercy. You know, I came and I told me, God said, when you enter that city, I will bless your socks off. That's why my socks consumption is so high. I got more socks than you can wash. Hallelujah. Elijah had to be there. Otherwise, he would miss the blessing of the bird. He had to be there in time. Otherwise, you'd miss the blessing of the widow's meal. Are you there? I'm not preaching to the wind. I've got friends who know when I preach, it's going to come to pass. I know about you, my friend. God says, I will satisfy your expectation. Look, church, these are all the I wills, I wills, I wills. Because you're Abraham kids. God told Abraham seven times, I will, I will. When God says, I will, I will, I don't care how bad you are or ugly you are. God says, I will. Answer you positively. He says, I will turn your situation positively, your economy. He says in verse 19, I will satisfy your expectation. Then he says, I will cancel your curse how many of you got unsaved husbands right now and you think it can't be saved shame in you you've just insulted God why should God save him when you said he can't be saved when you start saying God saved my husband if I were you right now I'd go buy him a tie a bow tie a tuxedo suit, a shoe hang up in the closet, and go say, oh, honey, one of these days, we're going to walk down that aisle again. We're going to church, but this time you're going to repent of your rotten sins and confess all those bad things you've been doing behind my back. Ooh. I say, hallelujah. The same goes for you ladies also. Uh, I don't care how big you get, you got to fit in that dress. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I say hallelujah. Anybody believe that right now? Hallelujah. That man did not give up on his son. I was thinking, my God, it took the boy to walk out on his daddy for to realize his daddy didn't love him. Now, that's what he preached by itself. That boy didn't know how much his dad loved him. Give me all that coming to me, daddy. Give it all to me. I'm going to leave home. I left, left home. Wasted it all. You know when the guy knew that daddy loved him? When he left home. No. When he was coming back home. Broken. Stoned from. Lost everything. And daddy opened arms. I said, boy, you lost everything, but you're still loved. I don't care how much you've messed up. 
God says, I can still bless you and your family. Hallelujah. Anybody who knows here tonight, God never discussed Paul's murder of Stephen. Not even one time. And what makes you think you're going to mention your husband's problem when he comes back to God? And what makes you think I'm going to mention your problem when you ask him for something? He said, I will satisfy your expectation. I will cancel your curse. I like Ruth. Oh, my God. Ruth says, I'm going there anyhow and see what God can do for me. I'm waiting for the day for one of you to break to, to that door and say, Pastor Neil, believe it or not, it happens. It just happened. What just happened? It finally arrived. The prayer has arrived. The blessing has come. Verse 20. I will rebuke the devourer in your life, in your marriage, in your job, whatever you're doing. I will rebuke it. The only reason I don't go shopping with my wife is when she argued with the price tag. Because any time you argue with the price tag, it makes your pocketbook look pretty empty. They say, well, uh, in Canada, how much the gas cost? I've got no idea. What, I, what, what do you do? I just pump and drive. <laughs> just pump and drive. Don't ask me how much per gallon. Just pump the gas and move on. The girl didn't ask Isaac, how many gallons of these camel drinks? Just fed that poor thing, and one day she wrote him. Verse 21, chapter 2, I will do great things for you, so I want to rejoice. Boy, that dropped. You see, I was excited last week. I knew you guys are you guys are a real cold blanket. When I came, I felt real cold. Ooh, it's shivering. Just the Kim said, "That's the real world. That's where we are." I will do great things for you. So rejoice. Verse twenty-two. I will call for your prosperity. When God said, "Pastor Neil." Your church is a miracle church. I just know it is. In fact, I feel intimidated preaching to your church and you being around because I know it's a church built on faith. Well, either either he's reading right or you're a bunch of fakes. I remember I heard him wrong. Come on, somebody. I will do great things for you. So rejoice. I want to tell you, honey, little kids never doubt parents' promise of a gift. And if you can become as a little child and accept God's promises, you're going to walk out of here blowing balloons, <laughs> chewing candy cane stick. I'm going to make you rejoice. Verse 22, I will call for your prosperity. A lot of preachers I know don't like the way I preach like this. And that's why they're down where they are. Let me tell you something, folks. It's not the will of God that anybody in this church be poor. 
just lost you now. He said, the poor you have always. Two reasons why. One is they're a bunch of thieves that don't pay tithe. And number two, they got no faith. See, what you call rich, you call rich as being excess. I am rich in faith. I am rich by his grace. I am rich in Christ. He became poor that I may become rich. There's no reason for both of us to be poor. When he already became poor, that I may become what? Rich. And we talk about the riches of Christ. You know, you, you guys don't talk like you should talk to each other. You talk trash and don't talk about cash. And that's why God don't bless you like he should. Come on, somebody. I said, come on, somebody. Lord have mercy. I knew, I, I also saw you in church. You rejected. your rejectionist. I will call for your prosperity. Now, I respect Mother Teresa, but she did nothing all those years to lift those people out of poverty. She trained them to accept their poverty. This church is not about that. This church is to lift you up. From your low estate to the higher place. The man God chose to be king, he said, I'm the least among my brethren. And my tribe is the least. And God said, I'll make you king. Move up to the front seat. Right now, if I were you guys, I'd give up my back seat and move to the front row right now. Go ahead. Don't worry about the rest. Lots of room up front. Only a few wise people around here. Bless them, Lord, and the rest. Arrest them. Hallelujah. God want to move you from the back row to the front row. God want to give you promises and privileges. For to us is given exceedingly precious promises whereby we can believe and conceive and receive. God wants you to believe. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to caress them. He wants you to confess them. God wants to do all that. It don't cost him anything but Calvary. Oh. You that just got baptized, you don't know what you got into. Mm -mm, your eyes have not seen, and your ears have not heard, and your tongue have not yet spoken what God's about to do in your life, in your life. Now, I talk too much, you know, I, I can't find one to talk to if I want to have a good conversation. Uh, of course, an intelligent one, I talk to myself in the mirror. If I want to be shut down, I talk to my wife. If I want to suck and haul, I talk to you. Hallelujah. But I didn't know in 1972 that living for God would be so wonderful. I didn't know it would take me to China, Israel, Rome, to places that I've been, Greece, 
preach to 25,000 people? Can I go on and teach some more? Sit first class for a seat cost two grand. I pay nothing. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. God says, verse 23, I will give you double for your trouble. Double blessing in one month. I give you the early and the latter rain. I just got saved. I just got saved. And I had more bills than bills on Gisbeck record. I can't tell the day when God paid them off. And by the way, I wasn't preaching then, by the way. So you can't say, how's it off pay for it? No, I wasn't. Oh, no, no. It was paid off long before that. I came here debt free. As I came here debt free. Two cars that I have driven the first time in my life, after failing my driver's test seven times, the last time I passed it. So I'm a safe driver. And my wife liked to correct my driving. And she's had more tickets than I have. You think she's a graduate from university? I said, huh? You've had more citations than I ever had. Hallelujah. You know, when I want to marry my wife, young boys used to be, I was as broke the church mouse. I said, God, I'm going to give God my shopping list. I want so many suits. And folks bought it for me. I wasn't preaching then, so church didn't give it to me. But God touched people to do it. I had no credit rating, so I couldn't borrow money. And guys, you know, did a crazy thing. They underwrite me. There is no telling how far God will go for you. God want to prove how much he loves you. God want to show himself strong on your behalf. I want to tell you, church, I was taught this by old timers. Brother Neil, listen to tape, to preaching. Let preacher like this preacher. One time, two times, three times, four times, five times till you believe it, till you receive it. Because when you receive it, you conceive it and go and produce that. You folks only hit one time and that's enough. I don't think you learn anything. I listen to more tapes than you guys. God, I'm a preacher. I can't preach to myself. Hallelujah. He said, I will exceed your expectation. Verse 24. I come into the close. Remember I told this morning, if you're dealing with my heart on a emergency table, don't rush it. Deal with it very carefully. Hello. Verse 25. I will restore what you lost to the locusts. Somebody in this church, there's a locust eating up your blessing. I will restore what the canker worm has eaten up. I will restore what the caterpillar has eaten up. I'll restore what the palm worms have eaten up. He's talking to Israel, but also to his church. Because we are spiritual Israelites. We are spiritual Israelites. I was in Red Deer, and I was, we had a conference in a place in the, one of the colleges. There are more diseases than there are actually fruit 
trees. I was surprised. Several hundreds of thousands of disease that a flower must overcome to become beautiful for you to look at. You see an eagle flying? It survived predators. You see a moose in the bush? It survived predators. You see a saint walking through that door? They survived trials. They survived temptation. Come on, let's stand. Come on. God said in verse 26, I'll give you, now I know folks can't believe this, I'll give you riches. I'll send you plenty. I'll satisfy your urges. And I'll restore praises on your lips. And I'll stop your shame. How many of you ever met a rich Pentecostal? I have met a whole bunch of them. In one church, there are seven millionaires sitting on the front pew. Not on the back seats. Because back seats in the Caribbean mean you're a backslider. And you're on probation. So you can tell where the backsliders are. On the back seat. Look where they are. A bunch of backsliders. We don't talk to them. We don't drink coffee with them. We don't drink tea with them. Because they're backsliders. You got the front. You know why you're front? Because you're proud. You know you're all right. I will stop your shame. How many of you can pray, God, make me rich so I can bless the church? I was in Georgia. And I'm supposed to preach to a church. I've never told them before. And God said, I want you to go to that church and raise so much thousand dollars for this project. The guy didn't tell me what he, how much he wanted, what he wanted. And God says, it's in that church. And God named everything he wanted. But before I got there, I, I invited someone for dinner from a far part, part. And they started telling me some stuff. I was so shocked. I said, why are you telling me this? He said, there's this woman off the street who used to sell drugs and Life was wasted, and God saved her. She just out of her mind in love with Jesus. And her prayer was just, oh, God, bless me so I can bless the church. She said, oh, God, I want to give God $1,000. So she's praying. Now, the pastor told his wife, I need $1,000 tonight to do something for the church. Never told the church. And she's praying, God, I need $1,000 to give to the church tonight. And she called the pastor. Says, Pastor, I want this to do in the plate. He almost kicked over backwards. You know, sometimes we almost say, I can't believe it. You better I come close to saying that many times. I can't. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Stop it. Don't say that. Ooh, you're in trouble now. Don't do that. I better believe it. Before I called, he answered. Before I prayed, he heard me. Before the thought entered my mind. Church, you don't know how much I'm praying for your prosperity. I want God to prove to you he's not dead. I want to prove to you Solomon is still alive. 
the blessing of God make it rich and add no sorrow. I want to tell somebody, God is still in this church. He can preserve you in your family, in your marriage, on your job, whatever situation you're in. When you waste, please, God, he'll bring your adversary to be at peace with you and turn your trial to the triumph. And this is the prayer you start praying. Oh, God, I want to pay something like two or 5000 a month no, 2000 a month, whatever, for, for, for tithe. I want a job that let me do that. I can't do it right now, but I want you to do that. And then two situations came up within a month. Because God will test you if you mean what you said. Someone said, this money was put aside for you for so many months or years or whatever, she didn't even know it. And you know what she paid? Tithe for two thousand dollars and then down the road the boss said you know what I've been watching you for so long time to promote you to promote you there are five millionaires in this church right now five of you and you are very skillful of fighting it off you you're saying, I don't want it. Well, this pastor wants you to get it. Because you have to pay $500,000 time. And she started, and God started opening up the door. Somebody in this city have a house for you that you didn't build. For you to take over. A car for you to drive, you didn't pay a dime for. You say, can't happen? I've seen it happen. You see, you guys can't believe it. If it's not preached, you'll never reach it. If you don't talk about it, you'll never get it. What you talk about is what you become. What you say is what you get. For life is under the tongue. And with the heart you believe in God has not changed, church. I will make known unto you my promises. Worship God right now with me. I want to stop your shame. You can talk to God like a son. Father, Father, all that you have is mine. When I want to get married, I said, God, you have a thousand. Cattle's on a hill. I don't want a cattle. I just want that gal in that church. Just give me that gal. And that's what he gave me that gal. Maybe if I ask for a cow, there are many cows out here tonight. But I have no cows. I didn't ask for cows. God told David that, David, if you wanted more, I would have given it. Huh? You didn't have to do what you did, David. I would have given you anything you want. And church, it's written for my learning. Can somebody please believe me? I'm begging this church. I'm, I'm begging this church. I'm begging this church to believe. And dream, dream. God said you got to dream, dream. And have visions. Come on. Get vision of being debt free. Get vision of being unemployed. Get vision of being healed. Get vision. Amen. Amen. Problems stop. Amen. 
and solution come. Somebody come to this altar and say, God, I believe. I believe God. I believe God. I know there's destruction in the land, but there's promise in the sand for me, God. You can't merit it enough for God to do it. Before my parents died, God made them see one thing they prayed for as a young couple. I didn't know they prayed this over me in, in their womb. They put me in the tomb before, before I even got there. They said, if this boy ain't going to live for God, let him die. And all eight of us baptized in Jesus' name. God kept his word. Every day I pray for God. Let this church believe what I'm preaching. Shabbat Hakabah. God says, I'll answer positively. I'll send you the best economy in your life. I will match your expectation. I will cancel your curses. I'll rebuke the devourer in your life. I'll do great things for you not seen or heard of before. I will call prosperity in your bosom. I'll give you double blessing in one month, twice the rainfall you've ever had. I'll exceed your expectations. I'll restore what the worm and the canker worm and the palm worm and the caterpillar. And afterward, I'll pour out the Holy Ghost to top it off. You that just get baptized, don't you ever wait five years to get the Holy Ghost. That's a bunch of garbage. Don't wait six months. Before the week is over, demand it. It's a promise. Demand it. It's a God. God, you make me this promise. I'm ready for the Holy Ghost. I'm ready to talk in tongues. Ain't no devil can stop me right now. Anybody hear me? I'm a survivor. I can talk about it. There's no Mother Teresa in this ministry. Lord, church, I'm going to have to help you to pray. You folks don't know that prayer is your greatest tool in your hand. On your knees, you're so dangerous and powerful that Satan gets afraid of you if you start praying. I would to God you get invigorated prayer in your life. Pray till sweat fall off you. Pray till the, the room shake. Don't let the birds pick up your seed, your investment in the soil. Don't get scorched. Don't get tangled up, choked up, but become fruitful right now. Would those five millionaires please show up right now? I have seen happen in this church before, 
And they told me it couldn't happen, and it did happen. It happened to people who said it couldn't happen. I know them by name. I know what God did. Because God opened doors that no man could close. Hallelujah. Zachary, come here. By the time you reach my age, I'll be in the grave. If the Lord tarries. But I hope one day you talk about me. Preaching like this. I hope you'll mention this. That this happens in my lifetime. Because I'm talking about some old man that talked to me. That make me preach this way. Will you close your eyes right now? How do you see yourself? 